You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. This is the Mind of the Meanie. Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. Peace world and welcome everybody to the Mind of Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. Cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I am a dressed up Adam Bernard as your tour guide today, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind, brother? Unique. New York. Unique New York. Unique New York. I wanted to pop you there with that one. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> a little How's inside it going, baseball. Man? Ah, good. A little inside baseball. Uh we record on the 9th of December, ten seventeen AM. You did some kind of exercise right before you went into the fucking gimmick. Yeah, it's popped me. So I was like, <laughs> this motherfucker doing the Ron Burgundy over here. <laughs> I prefer the Keith Olbermann, but that'll work too. The Ron Burgundy. Yep. Uh, just a yeah. little trick so I know where to count down and I leave myself little blips on the uh, the audio so I can chop it down before I send it over to producer and engineer extraordinaire Carl Pinnell. Um, but yeah, no, it's a, it's a beautiful day here in, uh, in Downingtown and I'm sure it's a beautiful day in lovely, scenic, sunny Philadelphia. How you enjoying yeah. this, uh, this warm weather today? Dude, I, I, I wish it would fucking stay warm. It's, it's like warm. It's cold. It's warm. It's cold. Woke up this morning. It's like, ah, a little, it's a little nipply. Um, <laughs> so I went to peek my head out for the mail, you know. I got fucking a couple uh, glass cutters over here, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm good. I'm uh, I'm excited, but yet I'm annoyed. Uh, excited because the Phillies signed Trey Turner, and I, wa- I was watching the uh, press conference from yesterday this morning. It's so had my uh, my raisin brand, but I'm annoyed also because like the F- Eagles put out this uh, Christmas record. I've been trying to fucking chase down. And it sold it. The first pre-sale sold the fuck out. And they're like, oh, we're going to do a second pre-sale. 9 a.m., you know, on the 9th. Yep. Woke up half hour early, clicked on it. And it looked like I had an opportunity. I had two. I was going to buy two. I put two in my fucking cart. And it's like, all right, proceed to check out. I was in queue to check out. And then it fucking said, sold out. I went, Ah, motherfucker. Fuck. But, uh, yeah, it's like uh, Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, Jordan Maialata did a uh, Christmas album. And, and the money goes to, you know, charity, which is great. But I'm a big fan of, like, owning physical media yep. as well. So I was like, motherfucker. It, it fucking sold right out. And um, now I got to try to, you know, find a copy, you know. Yeah. But, um, you know, but, you know, then again, you know. Billy signed Trey Turner. That's pretty good. 
my sports world is doing good. Yeah, uh, dude. They actually that's the only thing they they, did that's it, the only thing that's the only thing that keeps me going through this fucking time of year is yeah. fucking sports because I hate that it's fucking the sun's down at four thirty. I hate that it's like oh you know, and then you know it's gonna be Christmas, which is like oh like I like this time of year because of Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and then New Year's. And after that it's like complete dog shit. I was yeah. like, oh but uh you know uh yeah, it's just you know, talking mentals. You know, but uh, you know, uh, other than that, doing good. Uh, we got you know icons coming up this Saturday. Yep. as of this recording, uh, when it drops this Monday. So that's right. Uh, looking forward to that. Going to have uh, fun there. Uh, Going to see my extreme family. Uh, it's it's a bit of an ECW reunion with the uh, icons convention, and then the uh, battleground show that night, which they announced is a uh, completely sold out which is cool that's amazing uh yeah and and this uh yeah it's it's not easy running shows and shit like that so just the fact that they sold out completely amazing and uh that'll be fun um so you know a lot of good things going on you know despite you know hating this weather yeah and hating this time of year you know with the darkness and stuff like that but Doing good, doing good. How are you, sir? I'm tired. I'm fucking tired today, man. I appreciate you asking. <laughs> um, I am exhausted. Shout out real fast. Shout out peace of the uh, peace and shout out to the pod squad. See, my brain's not fucking connected between COVID yeah. and being exhausted. Um, everybody's doing well here. Patreon.com slash mind of the meaning. Go sign up today and watch this. Watch our beautiful faces record uh, early and ad free. You can watch it live, literally live as we do it. Uh, no, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm tired. Um, I'm ready for whether or not or the, the, the sun not to go down at four o'clock. I'm at yeah. my office yesterday at my shoot job. I'm watching the sun go down. I'm like, why the fuck is it so dark already by yeah. seven o'clock? It's pitch black. I'm like, fuck that man. But yeah, like this time of year, it's like, you know, football's still going. So I have that to watch and I have the holidays to look forward to, which are literally knocking on the door. And then after that, it's like, okay. So as we get through like January and February, it's like, I'm just waiting for the sun. You know, like I know that like the days are going to get longer and the warmth is just around the corner, but it fucking takes forever. And it just, it just feels like the slow march of death between January and February. Cause at least it's somewhat warm in March some days. Uh, so I'm, uh, I'm excited to, uh, to just focus on that, but crazy, man. I can't believe that the Phillies actually pulled this shit off. They signed yeah. Trey Turner. Yeah. They signed Trey yeah. Turner earlier this week. Meanie, as I pull the statistics up on Trey Turner, Tell me how you feel about this new acquisition. Oh, well, it's, it's reminiscent of uh, seasons past where Philadelphia as a, as a city, a sports town, is becoming a destination, you know, the, you know, for places to go. And I'll say this, like, uh, I'll say uh, Bryce Harper, fucking GM of the year, for, <laughs> <laughs> for being able to allure or entice people to come to Philadelphia. But, um, yeah. you know, watching his press conference, he said, yeah, it was, a, it's a, it was a combination of, you know, watching the city during the playoffs and the atmosphere here. And, you know, his wife's from the area too, so that helped. But, no, it's just cool, man. It's cool when, you know, Philly becomes the uh, a destination town where, you know, guys want to play, you know. 
both in sports and both in uh, football and and baseball. So, and we we signed a couple pitchers as well. Um, Ty, we signed Taiwan from um, from the uh, the Mets, who we're going to have to you know change his name to Ty John. And uh, <laughs> and we got a left-handed pitcher whose uh, name's escaping me right now. But yeah, good past couple days for the Phillies. And then the uh, the Eagles, yeah, you know, uh, eleven and one, and uh, we faced the uh, the Giants this Sunday. So, see how that goes about. Uh, but you know, it's, it's going good. I'm sure uh, the folks who don't follow American sports are are thrilled with this. But uh, hey, it's mine and meanie. This is what's going on in my life right now. So it's a matter of just uh, sports keeping me happy. Uh, you know, keeping up on the wrestling. Yeah, uh, watching the you know some of the wrestling, seeing the um, stuff that's going on, especially with uh, William Regal going back to WWE. It's crazy, man. Before we before we yeah. move to William Regal, because I definitely want to talk about that and talk about some of the implications. I pulled up the information about Trey Turner's deal. It's three hundred million dollars and an eleven year contract. The guy's twenty nine years old, which means he'll be in his forties by the time his contract is uh, is up. Uh, Bryce Harper. Uh, continues to be like the guy they're championing right now. Uh, he yeah. has another, I think it's nine years left in his contract. Uh, uh, let me see. I'm just, I just passed the number here. I think it's nine years left in his crazy contract. But Turner turned down $19.5 million from the Dodgers in November because he was waiting for Philly. Yeah, well, he turned down, he had a bigger deal with San Diego. San Diego. Uh, yeah, they, like, they offered him way much more money. And he kind of turned that down to come to Philly too, which says a lot. It's that, that's that's pretty cool, you know. So yeah. uh, you know what? And you know they say eleven years he'll be in his forties, but the way sports science is nowadays, you know, thirty is the new twenty. You know, it's, just it's not like it used to be. It used to be yeah. like almost a death sentence if you're like, oh my god, you're forty and you're doing this. You know, like I mean, most of the biggest wrestlers right now are are in their forties. You know, yeah. So, yeah, like what's the difference? It doesn't even matter anymore. Yeah, yeah. The way those guys take care of their bodies and the sports science and all that stuff, it, it'll, it'll be all right. You know, you know, we still got you know some of his good years coming up here. So yeah, uh, you know, and his highlights are amazing. So uh, just to see him put on that uh, Phillies uniform yesterday at the uh, the press conference, yeah, dude, uh, was really cool. It was really cool because I'm so used to seeing. Other cities land the, the big, you know, big pieces and stuff like that. So we got we got one of the good ones with yeah. uh, Trey Turner. Yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. I think I and I know we talked about this in a couple of earlier episodes. I really do think that this year coming up will be the year that the Phillies actually do it. I think you know, like we talked about during the series, like they had all the components, but it felt like something may have been missing. You know, just something small, nothing crazy. Just a small segment of what could have been there, and I think yeah, just, now uh, that now that they're setting the table. Essentially, I think it's going to be. I think this could be the year. One more, you know, they needed one more bat and uh, maybe an extra pitcher or two. Yeah. But the way the lineup, uh, the pitching lineups shaping up, it, it looks pretty good. Yep, looks pretty good. You know, we we got a solid four starters. You know, maybe pick up one more guy if there's. I don't know who's left, but. You know, pick up one more and uh, get some bullpen yep. help. So, And speaking of uh, picking up one more in the bullpen, as Meany just alluded to shortly ago, William Regal 
It is uh, started as a rumor and is now officially be confirmed by Tony Khan that William Regal has opted to end his contract early with AEW to go back to WWE. Uh, apparently, there was conversations that were had with Tony Khan regarding Regal leaving to go back to help train his son, who is currently in NXT, who goes by Charlie Dempsey. And he wanted to go back to the WWE uh, to help train. Meanie, what's your thoughts? A lot to unpack in this story. And we can sort of peel this onion apart. What's your thoughts on William Regal departing AEW? What are your thoughts on his run in AEW? And what are your thoughts on him going back to the Fed? Um, <clears throat> I think we, I think me and you talked about this last week. It's like kind of like, yeah, co- it's kind of comical that like he, he had to kind of maybe have an inkling something was up because, you know, he signs a contract with Tony. He's like, Oh, by the way, if Triple H happens to uh, come back into pay, if somehow Vince retires and Triple H takes over, uh, can I go back? Oh, yeah. Sure, sure. dude. Yeah, yeah well, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, any other imaginary clauses do you want here? You know, just. <laughs> yeah, JFK Jr. comes sure back to Vince like. Retire- yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, you know, when Vince retired and Tony went, he fucking what? <laughs> he just, uh, yeah, he did what? I'm sorry, uh, what happened now? Excuse me? <laughs> um, well, I mean, they didn't even they didn't even really address that part of it either. I don't mean to jump. I'm just like kind of want to make this dynamic no. if possible. But like they didn't even really address that in the press conferences. And when Tony had the, the you know, the scrum after whichever event it was, he didn't even – I, like, I don't know if anybody didn't ask him or if they didn't acknowledge it. I'm sure he wouldn't talk about it anyway, but imagine, like, that must be pretty embarrassing, you know, just on a, on a, you know, an ownership level or someone who manages contracts. Like, imagine writing something in a contract like that, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, fuck, it actually came true. Like, that's got to be super embarrassing, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, you know, and there's been talks that, you know, you know, is Vince retiring, you know, a bad thing? Probably one of the you know worst things that could have happened to AEW. Are you reading my mind right now? Because that's literally <laughs> where I was going to go with this conversation. I listened to goddamn, no, it's... listened to goddamn earlier today, and I was thinking about asking you, like, to get your analysis on that. Do you really do you think that this was that Vince retiring is the worst thing that ever happened to AEW? Well, it's like kind of like when ECW became part of WWE. You know, yeah. It was the it was the thing that raged against the machine, and then you know uh, you know ECW was anti-establishment, all this that and the other thing, and then uh, you know it it went out of business and WWE acquired it. Well, you know AEW has kind of been like the anti-establishment promotion in the same vein ECW was, but the uh, the evil person that was you know quote unquote evil. I didn't think he was that evil. Evil person that was ahead of the WWE steps down. What's left to hate? Right. You know, uh, what's, you know, you know, what's, what's the rallying cry now? Because Triple H, by all, all accords, is one of the boys in the, as they say in you know, pro sports, he's a uh, player's manager, you know, because he's, he's, he's been on both sides. He's been in the corporate, but he's also been in the ring professionally so you know what better person than know what you know a wrestler goes through you know living life on the road and this that and the other thing 
you know, uh, I mean, what's there, what's there to rally against? Right. You know, and, and, you know, with Triple H bringing back a lot of good talent and uh, putting them in good roles and correcting some, uh, some wrongs, whether it's, you know, giving Matt Riddle his, his first name back or Theory his first name back or having uh, LA Knight go back to LA Knight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so many things. You know, if Triple H isn't afraid to go, okay, that was a bad idea. Let's go back to where, you know, Vince might go, no, it's my creation. Yep. We're going to do this, pal. <laughs> you <Maybe>. know, uh, <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, Vince could be uh, set in his ways so to speak, but, you know, Triple H, it's like, you know, uh, isn't afraid to go, okay, my bad, that didn't work, let's try something else. So, you know, I mean, uh, you know, maybe a year ago, everybody's like, oh man, you know, the word on the street was, oh, the, the atmosphere in WWE is horrible, everybody's walking on eggshells, just that and everything, now it's just like, oh man, this place is fucking great. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, when, uh, when I went, to work for WWE in maybe 2016, it was maybe. Me and Stevie did the uh, ECW on release volume three DVD, and uh, we went up to the uh, went up to Stanford recording and just became friendly with a lot of people working up there. And a lot of guys were like holding out hope for you know Triple H taking over, you know. And, yeah, I mean he was already doing things behind the scenes and stuff like that, and. Uh, but a lot of people are like waiting for the day that, you know, Triple H, you know, somehow would, you know, take over the company and here right. we are and everything seems to be, uh, in good hands. And, uh, now I'm not saying AEW is a horrible place to work, but just like the, the, the rallying cry of, you know, being the, the, uh, the alternative, the young upstarts and all that stuff and, you know, WWE is also now the fun place to work. It just might have done some, uh, it threw a monkey wrench in the battle cry for AEW. I um, I do agree with Cornette in his analysis where he said that he does. I mean, he was basically like the short answer. The short answer is yes. I mean, if you're a small upstart company whose founding was based upon the fact that these guys were mad that Vince didn't really give them an opportunity that they, they thought they should have or didn't give them a chance at all. And now that person is gone. I mean, like what, you know, and it's like, how do you, how do you kick back on that? How do you continue to kick back against the big bad machine when the big bad machine is literally doing what you are doing at a sort of, and I don't, I don't mean this in a pejorative way, but at an, a higher level. And what I mean by that is the fact that they're this global entity, right? Like you're, it's like Coca-Cola. You're never going to touch them. They're doing it. Right. They're, they're doing it differently. But instead of it being Coke and Pepsi, it's more like Coke and Diet Coke. You know, so it's like it's this weird dynamic that's going on right now. But you brought up a good point when you were talking about this atmosphere change now that Vince isn't there. Because I, I, you know, I'm, I'm just a fan. I'm not a never worked in a wrestling organization, but I hear shit. Um, there's a lot of people who were very concerned about backstage happenings while Vince was there and uh, attitudes and atmospheres. And now it seems to be the complete opposite. And it makes me really wonder, I know we talk about him a lot on the show, but it makes me wonder whether or not somebody like CM Punk will show back up to the, I'm going to, I'm going to call it right now. Uh, WrestleMania CM Punk 
against Stone Cold Steve Austin. Honestly, I 100% agree with that. And uh, and I'll put this on record too. Yeah. I will n- I would not be surprised to see CM Punk show up in the Rumble. I wouldn't. Uh, have you been watching Steve Austin's Instagram? Yes. And his workout videos? Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm not um, doing Hey, hey, pal. Hey, kid, I'm not doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Wink. He's got, a, he's got a vein in his arm bigger than my arm. <laughs> There's no way someone like Stone Cold Steve Austin trains on Instagram for no fucking reason. And I think Rocking if they are the going to bring Black Label back, Society. Yeah. If they are going to bring CM Punk back, I think that's what they would offer. Because, I mean, again... Kevin Owens set the tone and the tenor for what could be done with Stone Cold. Why not give it to Punk? Hey, man, I don't want the title. I've already done that. I don't need to fight Roman. You got that lined up for Cody. Give me Austin. Why not? Yeah. Is there any uh, dates coming up in uh, Texas? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, man. I'm sure. But I guess, whatever, yeah, whatever, did, whatever next Raw or SmackDown that's in Texas. Yeah. Expect a, a, a special visit by the one and only Stone Cold Steve Austin today. That's what I was thinking, dude. I, yeah. I am going to fucking pop when that music hits on the fucking Titan Tron. I'm going to wear a diaper. Punk shows the fuck back up, dude. Yeah. It's a great, I mean, it would be a great way to end his career, though. You know, like if he's like, I'm done, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. You know, I don't know. That, that, I, well, they, they kind of teased this dream match ages ago when they had to sit down with uh, Jim Ross. It was for the video game. Mm-hmm. But still, I was like, God damn, there's something there. I don't, and again, like, I don't necessarily know if I even want to see Punk challenge Roman as the tribal chief. I think nah. there's a better story there to be told. Like, if Punk sticks around after the, the Austin match, I think there's a better story to be told with Cody or maybe Seth Rollins. You know, like, I feel like there's more to do there. Um, but I don't know. I, it it feels very. I mean, it would be a great promo battle, be a great Heyman edition. But I think for me, like Cody and The Rock are are going to be the two that because now there's talk. Apparently, you know, our our dearest dearest Dave has indicated that um, the plans internally are for Roman to wrestle both nights. I think we touched on this a little bit last week. Yeah. Um, Cody one night, or and The Rock the other, or vice versa. Um. Solomonster was listening to him this morning too, and, and he was saying that if if they're if you're going to beat Roman, Roman hasn't been beaten since January or December of 2019. He hasn't been pinned since uh, December 2019. So if you're going to beat him for the titles, don't split them, keep them the same, and let it be official, right? Let him lose completely. Both belts, be done with it. Um, there's a lot to look forward to, man. I am uh, yeah. I'm excited to see where this goes. How do you feel though about? the way that they wrote Regal off the screen and the storyline with the combat club and Moxley and then MJF turning on him. What, what did you feel like all that? Yeah, it made sense. You know, when, uh, I mean, they had the, the Blackpool combat club and then you see him, uh, turn on Moxley, you know, with, uh, MJF. And then you're like, man, why, why is he just turning on his own, you know, on his own, uh, pupils and then you know the thing with mjf and mjf you know being the snake he is you know in in ring character but uh you know it, it, it was a good way to send him off you know you know like you know and you know regal's traditional like that you know if you're gonna write me off just have me uh go out in a in a stretcher yeah and uh, and uh be done with it and you know 
apparently, you know, I guess the deal he signed or part of his uh, release was he couldn't be an on on screen character for WWE's going there strictly in the in the coaching role. So, um, you know, make him go away. You know, uh, you know his last uh, appearance on TV was you know riding out on, on a stretcher in AEW. Um, you know, once the that part of uh, his deal where he's not allowed to be a character uh, runs out, and he you know you bring him back to maybe NXT TV. You know, was it a, maybe a year from now? Yeah, it'll get a fucking huge fucking reaction. Oh, it'll be a huge pop. Well, the saying is, yeah, I mean, how can I miss you if you won't go away? Not that people want it regal to go away, but like if, you know, out of sight, out of mind, you know, imagine the pop Cody's going to get when he comes back. Right, right. They, he, he's been gone, you know, he had his injury, he rode off into the sunset to go get his surgery, and, you know, there's been no mention of him. They kind of like want to make you forget about him. So when he comes back, it's like a holy shit moment, which now that, you know, the rumble's coming around, people are starting to speculate that, you know, you know, he'll probably be in a rumble. Now, if he's not in a rumble, that's going to be weird. But, uh, (laughs) right, right. You know, uh, I don't know if you, you know, consider a disappointment if he doesn't show up, but, you know, um, you know, that's where I see him coming back and, you know, yeah. Kickstarting the, the the road to WrestleMania, brother, so to speak, brother, 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 brother. No, I I I have to agree with that. I I, but I like the way they keep him alive on the television, like on the on at weekly or like even at the pay per views. They mention him, they briefly mention him, or they touch on him, or something is done where it's like he's in there, right? A lot of the pay per views they run a lot of the segments or the video packages of of Cody, um you know, training or whatever it is coming back and the WrestleMania moment, like they're, they're planting the seeds for all that. Um, so I'm curious to see how I, I just, to me, like, again, and I, again, we touched about this last week, which you can find in, in the archive at mind of the Um, I don't want the rock to win. I don't want rock to win the rumble. I don't want to see punk win. Like this whole thing with Cody has been building towards him winning and attaining the title that dusty never had. That doesn't mean that I don't want to see Rock in the Rumble. That doesn't mean that I don't want to see Punk in the Rumble. But I don't think either of them need the win as much as Cody does. Well, I don't think the Rock would win anyway because the the the, the whole purpose Rock coming back would cement is is there to cement the legacy of Roman as the head of the table, the right. ultimate tribal chief. Which you know. You know, uh, Roman got, you know, the blessing from Alpha and Sika. Sika is, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, Roman's dad and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, the only person who hasn't really anointed Roman as the ultimate, you know, head of the, uh, you know, the ultimate tribal chief and stuff like that, head of the table has been The Rock. And he's, you know, just as much part of that family as well. So... It would be a you know the, the whole vehicle of you know the Rock possibly coming back. It would be for the you know, the bloodline and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. just to, just to see uh, you know if you know Roman wins, you know you know uh, Rock going over and possibly you know raising his arm saying yeah you're the head of the table, but the ultimate tribal chief or however you know the Rock would word it, you know so. 
That, that's the that, that's the thing. The purpose I think for that. I don't think he would ever get the belt again. You know, it could, the Rock schedule is just so ridiculous. If he he if he does WrestleMania, he's going to have to squeeze it in on a, probably yeah. on a tight schedule. Right. So. I could see him doing like a couple of pop ins real quick on like Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. You know, just to like reestablish the storyline. Yeah. Um. I think there's a bigger story. I know, like I said, we beat this to death, and we'll move back to AEW in a second, but. I think there's a much bigger storyline in the tribal chief shit. Because remember, Jay has got a turn at some point. You know, there's going to be the Sammy turn, which I'm disappointed for. We all know it's coming, but I, I, I'm, I'm still upset about it. And I don't want it to happen, but I know it's going to. Um, there's still so much story to tell here with this. And I, again, like there was, a, there was a post that happened the other day. Josh posted something about The Rock having a universal title up top and like that in, in, in uh, Young Rock. I, I wouldn't be upset necessarily if he beat him for the, the blue belt. I, I could see that being a thing. I could see the storyline being, you know, you might be good, but you'll never be me. I could see that being a really cool, because you figure if Cody beats him, he's, uh, you know, Roman's already said, once I'm done, once I lose the titles, I'm not going to do the tribal t- chief stuff anymore. So if he is going to be going away for a while to reinvent himself, what might be a cool part of that would be Cody beats him night one and then the rock beats him night two. And you're like, hey, you'll, you'll, you're good, but you'll never be me. I'm the real head of the table. So what do you think about I that? Know. I don't know. I don't know if I want him fucking jobbing two nights in a row. True, true. Yeah. You have him wrestle the first night, and then he loses. So the next night, did the, uh, the opponent, did, did the night two opponent truly beat him, or was he still worn out from the night before, mm. which kind of makes the second victory look a little bit cheap. Yeah. Okay. It kind of weakens the fucking whole purpose of an attraction, you know. Uh, you know, I mean, night one, you know, he gets put through a table. They uh, they, they do all this other stuff to him, you know. They all the craziness that happens in a in a title match. Guys, got to do that two nights in a row. So that's the second guy winning. The, whoever would be the night two opponent looks weak, looks cheap because he just beat a guy who. Uh, Went through hell the night before, right? Why would you want to? Why would you want to d- diminish that? You know, so you know, I I wouldn't do it. Um, you know, keep, you know, keep it special, keep it for one night, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I just it just it would just make whoever, you know, it would, it would make whoever's the uh, the second night, you know, opponent looks look cheap for beating a guy who's already wounded. The only other way I could see them out of it, out the way out of this would be if Cody doesn't return for the Rumble. Like, let's say he's injured and still can't come back. He's not cleared yet. Rock goes over in the Rumble. Cody wins money in the bank. They have the big night two match between the two of them. Roman goes over and then Cody cashes in. That's the only other way I could see this play out. That's the only way it probably could play out. So what do you think about that? But yeah, you would want a build up for Cody. Yeah, you know, you know the the money in the banks is you know that's done as a surprise. You know, just go. You know, Cody. You know, has laid the foundation. He wants to win the title. His father couldn't capture. So, you know, would his dad? You know, do the money in bank. You know, go the money in bank route as you know a way to get the belt. I don't know. I would. I would rather just have a a, a build up between. Royal Rumble to WrestleMania if it's going to be Cody versus Roman, yeah, so to speak. 
Again, we don't know what what it's going to be yet. But if it's going Cody versus Roman, I would like to have that that build mm. towards it. And that's another thing to have him. You know, if he's going to wrestle both nights, it's it's going to muddy the waters and you know blur the lines of you know the build up. You know, we're going to do one build up on SmackDown, one build up on Raw. You know, he's got to you know divide his attention between two opponents, two nights. It's just gonna. It's it's just gonna be a little. It might confuse things, make some things a little bit harder to follow. You know, uh, you want you know one focus, one opponent. You know, you know when uh, you know they throw up that graphic. You know, for WrestleMania, they have the build. Right. It's got to be one match, one opponent, one night. You don't want to split between two nights. If anything, keep them. You know, save them for the second night. You know, make them. You know, make people uh, wait for it. Right. You know. For WrestleMania weekend, that makes sense. I, I there's a lot of time in between now and, and April, so I'm sure. Oh, of course, I'm sure a lot of this is going to be built and, and fleshed out. But one of the things I was curious about with you know going back to Regal um, and everything that's happened there, you know, Tony Tony was has been adamant about not letting specific guys out of their contracts. You know, Andrade, Miro, Malachi Black. Now that Regal has been let out, effectively, you know, released from his contract as a gentleman's agreement. Do you think that it is setting a precedent for other talent to ask for releases from their contract and that they don't let them out? It's like, well, Regal got let out. How come you won't let me out? And this is just more of a question. I'm not, again, I'm not being pejorative. Like I totally understand why Tony released William Regal from his contract. I'm just curious to, as your opinion on that because I've heard a couple different people talk about it in a couple different takes, but I'd be curious to what your thought as someone who's been you know, both in in the front and the back of the house, how that would work. Well, <clears throat> I mean, uh, the whole Regal thing was pre-planned. I mean, okay, I'm going to come to your company, but just in case this happens, I'd like to have this clause. That was like a preconceived clause, you know, <clears throat> and something they agreed upon before they put, you know, pen to paper. Now, other people wanting to be released or want releases on contracts they agreed to, you know, if they didn't think they're going to, you know, you know, everybody thought, you know, going to AEW is going to be, uh, peaches and cream and, you know, greener fields and all that stuff. And now you're seeing guys like, uh, you know, Miro and, uh, uh, who else? Andrade. Andrade. Yeah. 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 Now he's not happy there. You know, just, you know, if it, they didn't have, they had didn't have the, the the forethought like Regal did to have a an escape clause, you know. So yeah, more more power to Regal that he had the foresight to go. Hey, if just by chance, <laughs> if Triple H happens to take over, and you know, uh, you know, like we we joke, and, and Tony's like, oh yeah, sure, that'll happen. Yeah, we'll put that in your clause. No, you know, he fucking what, you know. So <laughs> <clears throat> back to that again. Um, I mean, it, it, it's Tony's prerogative. It's it's his money. Right. If he wants to pay people to stay home, yeah. You know, I mean, that, that's the the one thing people were killing WWE for. They're signing all this talent, not using them, and letting them uh, stay off TV. They're they're paying guys not to be on TV. They're paying guys not to go to WWE. Uh, paying guys not to go to AEW. That's what everybody was saying about WWE for a while there. Well, there's some guys in AEW who aren't happy, so 
and you know Tony doesn't want to let him out of the deal. He's paying him to essentially not go back to WWE. So like the tables kind of turned there, so to speak. But it's it, like I said, it's his, his his money, his prerogative, right? But if you want to spend that money, <clears throat> like I, I don't know how that company's making money. Yeah, uh, when you, you run it, you're you're running a <clears throat> sorry, you're good. you're running a you're running a show one day a week. There's no house shows, no nothing. There's only so many spots on the the TV show, and well, you got two shows, but they record the same day. You know, you only got so many spots, so you got, and you got all this talent, and you got all this, you know, the, this huge roster and this huge, huge payroll, and that's just payroll for the wrestling. You know, production trucks cost money. You know, the 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 hotels, the airfare, the arenas, all that stuff. I can't even imagine what he he spends for one show. And uh, you know, there's there's more of an opportunity to go to WWE where you know WWE's running you know live events, you know house shows we used to call them and stuff like that, where guys you know can actually get in a ring and try something out, and if it works on the house show, okay, we'll bring it to TV. There's no house shows in AEW, right? So that's that might be something AEW has to start considering, maybe running house shows eventually, just to get some extra to get some of the talent who haven't been on TV some in-ring time and to, you know, get some more money and coming in, you know, with these, uh, you know, have start having some house shows, some uh, live events, so to speak. But, uh, <clears throat> you know, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's totally his prerogative if he wants to, uh, guys like Adrade, just stay home. Oh, I, and then, you know, you know, I, I don't even know what, what the initial beef was. I, I know he had a thing with Sammy. Yeah. Uh, with uh, Guevara. So I don't know if that's settled yet or what, what they're planning on doing. But, I mean, you know, there's worse ways to be in punishment. It's like, you know, <laughs> like I, I said, yeah, I said my punishments as a kid are become my, my rewards as an, as an adult. Honest to God, when they say when when you're a kid, oh, go to your room. No, I don't want to go to my room. Now, as a 49 year old man, I'd tell me to go to my room. Oh, absolutely, yeah. please stop, send me to my fucking room. So, the to pay a guy to sit home isn't really a, a punishment for whatever reason they're, they're decided not to use him. You know, yeah. He'll he, he's making money. He's healing up. You know, he gets to work out and you know do whatever you know he you know. Uh, the day of Andrade uh, calls, you know, for yeah. his day. So I don't know. I think it's uh, I think the online narrative though, and the discourse that comes with this, when they're like, "Oh, WWE doesn't do anything with these guys," and you know, oh, they're they're totally mismanaged, and this, that, and the other, and then you know, they get to WWE, and they're kind of in the same spot that they were before. You know, they might have a title match, and you know, some you know, they might have a run real like a one or two match, but then it's like they slide back in what feels like slide back into the card level and they're like, Oh, well, you know, they're being utilized better. But it's like that's they're doing the same thing. They're literally just transitioning from one company to the other. And you know, like I, I don't know. I just I find that part of the conversation to be super disingenuous and uh not based in yeah, any you, in, in any any place in reality. Yeah, you come in to a bunch of uh pomp and circumstance and ballyhoo. You know, when you come to AEW, oh my God, they got him. Okay, well, now you got him. What do you do with him? 
Right. You know? So, you know, you know, fuck, Wardlow. I mean, yeah. They built him up. He was a monster, leading all the way up to, uh, you know, the, what was it, the TBS or uh, the TNT title. And then he wins the TNT title, and then, then he starts doing tag matches. You know, it's just, it's just weird ADD kind of booking where, you know, like I said, I hated the fact that, you know, CM Punk won the belt. And then his next appearance and stuff coming out of the ring and celebrating that the, he finally won the AEW belt. He's in a random six man tag match where he winds up getting injured. Right. What's the fucking point? Yeah. It's What's like, the dude, point? Please help, help this make sense, you know? Yeah. But, you know, there's so much I opportunity, man. There's so much opportunity for things to be done at that, that company. Yeah. And it just, it feels like you're so close to starting to juggle, you know? Like you just, you, you, you get one or two reps in and then it falls again. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Meanie. Yes, sir. Real fast while we're talking about it. Tis the season for clean balls. Follow la la la. <laughs> la 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 la. Friends at Manscaped are helping you clear your driveway for safe travels this holiday season from stocking suffers to white elephants. Manscaped's products are at the top of every wish list. Grab some crop mops for your pops or your body buffer for the holiday lover. Loving all these rhyme and the, the rhyme schemes going on here, meaning I love this shit. Uh, well, win this year's white elephant gift and help all the men in your life go from eggnog to nice hog this December by going to manscaped.com and using promo code MindMeanie for 20% off plus free shipping. Meanie, I got to tell you, the products at Manscaped have been incredible. I smell better. I feel better. And most importantly, Courtney enjoys looking at little John on the East Side boys way better. Way better. But I'll tell you, man, uh, Manscaped is the top of the line for man grooming, uh, man maintenance, uh, whether it's the, the Platinum Package 4.0, the, the Preserver Cologne, the, the Sheer 2.0, and the, or the Body Buffer. Or you know what? I like the uh, the, the green tea uh, spray for your feet because after a long day, you know, from head to toe, I like to, uh, that's how I go. Hey, man. I dig it too. My feet t- smell terribly after a long day at the office. Manscaped is your one-stop shop for all your holiday needs. They have the perfect gift in the Platinum Package 4.0 plus loads, get it, of little presents, perfect for holiday and stocking stuffers. What better holiday gift than giving the gift of good hygiene and a few laughs. Manscaped offers a handful of their liquid formulation shampoos, body washes, upstairs and downstairs deodorant, gels, exfoliants, absolutely everything that they could need to keep it clean. I know how nice my skin looks, Meanie. I know you're a skin guy as well, so you want to make sure everything looks good up top and downstairs. Uh, don't let those chestnuts roast in, the, roast in the wrong boxers. Get them a pair of Manscapes boxers especially made to keep the area cool and provide holiday comfort all year round. Now that you've given them the perfect privates, go beyond the groan with Manscapes full body product line his dad have nasty nose hairs save his life with the weed whacker nose and ear hair trimmer the shears 2.0 is their full kit for nail care with scissors clippers tweezers and a file for the traveling man there's the brand new persevere cologne that's a that brings a light breezy woodsy feel that gives that fresh tree scent even after the holidays are over i just got myself a scent of this i'm a big cologne guy i like to smell good when i'm in the office and i'll tell you what the persevere cologne Chef's kiss, my friend. Way to go. Are you still using a loofah, Blue Meanie? 
not not now. Next, thanks to uh, Manscape. Using the uh, the brand new body buffer, loofahs hold a Absolutely. shit ton of bacteria from dead skin. Help throw that disgusting loofah out and get the body scrubber that feels smoother but acts tougher, just like old Goover here. Uh, lastly, top off the stocking with the crown jewel for the family jewels with the Lawnmower 4.0. The Electric Razor's advanced skin safe technology is a life changer and known for reducing nicks and cuts on his Santa sack. Manscaped is here to make holiday shopping a blast, friends, and by giving products that they'll love and will make them laugh. Go to manscaped.com right now. Get 20% off plus free shipping by using the promo code MINDMEANY. That's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Use promo code MindMeanie. Manscaped, the perfect gift that will be the holiday's biggest hit. We thank them for sponsoring the program. I hope uh, I hope it gets figured out. But um, you know, one thing I do want to figure out with you, Meanie, is uh, <laughs> is to ask you a question. Oh, do you have a what, do you have a second? I can I can ask you a question. Uh, what, what what might that question be? I'm glad you asked. Are you ready to ask, Meanie? I would love to. Ask me something. Don't forget, tweet us your questions using the hashtag AskMeanie, and you may hear them answered on the program. We're going to start with my favorite uh, Twitter handle, at PrimetimeGrape, whose name now (laughs) is in parentheses too much, and then Eggnog Juice. Every time this person tweets at us, man, I fucking pop. (laughs) I can love this guy's shit. That's uh, great. And he's got a great question this week, too, and I told him I would absolutely ask this. What are the best foods to eat to crop dust shoppers during the holiday gift-buying season to ensure that they keep their distance, meaning we all, all want to make sure we're still social distancing with the uh, the triple-demic that's in, upon us these days? What are the best foods that you can recommend to primetime grape about crop dusting? Well, uh... And you definitely got to start your day off a bowl of uh, kashi cereal. Mm. Get some. Uh, I the kashi has a, a peanut butter cereal and a chocolate cereal, and I mix them up so they taste like a Reese cup. So I'll, like I'll have that. And I'll let that fucking settle in my stomach for a little bit. You know, wash it down with a little bit of cold brew. Now for lunch, you kind of want to have something with. Uh, you know, something like a like a cabbage, or a, or a, some uh, get some Brussels sprouts or something like that, dude. I'll fucking peel fucking paint. I'll knock rust off a bumper with that. <laughs> you know, dude, a, a bowl of kashi cereal in the morning, and then like lunch, you get like a like some kind of bitter leafy green. You know, fucking you let a fart to fucking knock a buzzard off a shit wagon. <laughs> just uh just fucking um and uh, yeah you get some cold brew in there and then um what else is a good one uh, oh, of course broccoli you know got that that yeah i my my broccoli farts are i've been uh, labeled broccoli bombs you know going you know, going all the way back to uh the 90s when i used to you know have the bluemeanie.com and uh, do the meanie message. I would just fucking write stories about how my broccoli bombs fucking ruin somebody's day. So, yeah, definitely start off with a with a good bowl of a kashi cereal, and just find like something like a like a like a like a cabbage or something like that. Eat eat a bunch of that, 
you know, uh, the kashi will carry you through lunch and the, uh, the, the, the cabbage will take you through dinner, uh, you know, through, through the, the rest of the day and just, um, yeah, the best, yeah, the best kind of fart is the kind where you go to one aisle, like say you'll be in the supermarket and you fucking let one drop in fucking aisle 10 and you walk around to aisle 11 and you hear somebody going down aisle 10 go, oh, gee, oh, oh, <laughs> You, 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 hit them, you hear that? You hear that? That the age-old phrase. I can't remember what regular air smells like. I can't imagine what your crop duster like, bro. Dude, you fucking just let it go, and you just hear <laughs> taking a blade just of grass the, and putting it between your fingers. Just do, yeah, you, I I do what you call the one cheek sneak, <laughs> where you just reach back, pull the cheeks apart, and you go. <laughs> Like right before the tea kettle starts to whistle. <laughs> this. Oh it's oh just, it's just, uh, it's just a warmth that overtakes you, and just Delightful smells like a essence. Smells like a, smells like pennies and blood. Gross, dude. This, Gross. Yeah. That is foul. Uh, sh- like pen, pe- pennies boiled in blood. Oh God, I'm moving on before I vomit on the keyboard. Um, <laughs> Schlichter asked, Pod Squad member Schlichter wants to know, Meanie, what are you more excited about this week? Eagles being 11 and 1 or the Phillies' big slash moves? It, 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 it's like the running gag in Philly that like each team's one up and the next one. You know, uh, the Eagles go 11 and 1 and A.J. Brown goes off, beats his former team so bad. That the ownership fired the general manager for trading AJ Brown to the Philadelphia Eagles, and then the next day, you know, instead of the Eagles having this afterglow of a, a good win, a solid win, Phillies go, "Oh, by the way, guys, uh, we signed Trey Turner." So it's like they, like they, it's it's like a friendly rivalry that goes on between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Philadelphia Phillies, you know, but. Uh, right. Yeah, you know, like we, like I said, we got the Giants coming up this weekend, uh, this Sunday at one o'clock. Uh, I am wholeheartedly in agreement. It's going to be a glorified Eagles home game. Yeah, um, Eagles fans travel very well, and if they're only going to play like ninety minutes away from Philly, like there's like eleven tour buses going up there, all sold out. Yeah, you know, there's like these Philly travel. Philadelphia sports travel groups and all their fucking packages for the the Giants game is fucking sold out, and that's going to be an away game. But it's going to sound like a home game. So, uh, I'm excited for Sunday to see the game. But uh, yeah, fucking the Phillies have been doing pretty good. We would, I what's the winter meetings now and uh, stuff like that. So, and uh. Phillies kind of tipped her hat. Uh, Rob, you know, Rob Thompson, uh, Phillies manager, put out a video. He had to cancel an appearance somewhere, and, and everybody's like, "Uh oh, something's about to happen." You know, you know. So he has to be in uh, Philly, but uh, dude, it's it's a it's a good era to be a, a you know, except for the fucking Flyers and Sixers, they kind of fucking stink. Yeah, but the the Phillies and Eagles, you know, this, this is a good era to be a, a Phillies and Eagles fan. Mark and Dryden wants to know, what do you think about Asuka going back to her 
Kana or Kana. Someone can help me with the pronunciation. I think it's Kana. Kana character from Japan. She's fucking great. Yeah. I love her. She's great. Just but if I, forget the fact that, you know, she's this awesome wrestler. She's a, a fucking metalhead, which is yeah. amazing. She put out a tweet last night like, I'm just going to go listen to the new Metallica and go to bed. I was like, uh, okay, awesome. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> she, she likes Iron Maiden. She likes Metallica. She's a metalhead. She fucking rules, you know. Uh, you know, Mrs. Meany loves her. I love her. You know, just, you know. I'm, I mean, if she, you know, sometimes you have to go back to your roots too, you know, so fucking do it, you know, like, like the best thing to do in, in the business is constantly find ways to reinvent yourself. And sometimes you have to go back to the future, you know, yeah, kind of thing where, um, you kind of have to, you know, go back to where it started, you know, just because, you know, you know, uh, yeah, she was kind of before, but she wasn't kind of in WWE. I mean, she's not going to be kind of, but like the kind of esque type character. Just because you know she used to do it doesn't mean everybody's seen it. So, to some people, it'll be something brand new, you know, so to speak. So, you know, um, you know, one of my favorite bands, Van Halen, uh, they put out an album with they, their last studio album. They put out was with David Lee Roth and. They went back to through their old fucking demos from the seventies and eighties, and I thought it was a fucking brilliant move. And a lot of like diehard Phillies fan, not diehard Van Halen fans, were pissed. They're like, "Oh, well, they're just recycling." You know, it's like they're just recycling these old songs and all that stuff. I was like, "Well, yeah, they it's their songs, and they were demos, and they were never officially fucking released, right? So they have every right to officially release them, which." You know, the Van Halen hipsters, I think, were just pissed that they, they had this, like, little nugget of something nobody else had. But now that they were, it was repurposed for a wider release, they got uh, they got their tits fucking twisted about it. But, uh, yeah, so sometimes you have to go back to the, go back to your roots. Yeah. You know, if, if she Oscar's going to be, uh, do the, bring back that character, that's awesome. And if she can have that character kind of like how, uh, you know, Kiji Muto would become the great Muta, you know, where, or Finn Balor becomes the demon. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's cool to have that alter ego to where, uh, don't make me angry. You don't like me when I'm angry. Like, you know, yeah. You know, the, the incredible Hulk, you know, kind of thing, you know, something you, you pull out, you know, for special occasions. I don't think it's, I don't disagree with it, especially if you feel like maybe something that you are currently doing is not working or not connecting the way it was before. Why not? Yeah. You know, it's just uh, something to add a little bit of creative juice. Yeah. You know, create, you know, you know, sometimes you, yeah, sometimes it's hard to, uh, you know, create something new. So sometimes you have to go something back to something familiar to fall back in love with, you know, what you're doing at the current moment. So I think it's great, you know, and she's an amazing talent, you know, she's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see where it goes. I know it's, uh, it seems like and it's also, just started. And also when, uh, they, they did the thing for WWE.com of WWE superstars dressed up as ECW stars, she was the BWO. So extra big fans, a friend of the show, Oscar, welcome to stop by anytime you like. <laughs> 
Uh, Mark and Dryden, second question is, were either of you fans of Kids in the Hall or SCTV? What were your favorite characters or sketches from either shows? And if not, what's wrong with either or both of you? (laughs) Go ahead. I I, I didn't see much SCTV just because of availability. Not that I didn't like it or just it wasn't, I didn't, it wasn't available to me to watch. Now, Kids on the Hall, uh, I want to say it first started airing on HBO. And then, um, then they started, then they were on, uh, or it might have been their whole run might have been on HBO, but then Mm. Comedy Central started playing the hell out of them too. Um, I can't, I, there's there's one fucking bit I can't even remember the fucking name of it, but um, two kids and their uh, you know the parents are away for the weekend, boyfriend girlfriend in the 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 guys in the girl's parents' bedroom, and they're about to you know have an intimate moment, and the girl's smiling and she's got braces and. It, it's raining and it's lightning outside the window. So every time she smiles, her braces kind of light up like, <laughs> and, uh, she's like, Oh, let me go get ready. And she goes into the bathroom to get ready. And the fucking dude is, uh, sitting there and he's, he's a little nervous. You know, he looks up, there's a crucifix on the wall. He looks over, there's a photo of the parents, you know, on the bedside. And, uh, he looks over and his, family dog's just staring at him and he, he kind of gets like dizzy and faints you know they cut to the girl in the bathroom in a, in a, in a nightgown and she's like she's plinking at her fucking braces like dink you know and <laughs> she walks in to to be with her boyfriend and she goes oh my god and the boyfriend's passed out on the floor and the dog's humping him in the ass oh my god. <laughs> and his face is in the carpet like to the fucking rhythm of the the dog fucking dry humping him into the carpet that's but, great uh, I, <laughs> I, there's a name for the sketch and it's every time i go to look it up and everybody goes what's your favorite i go to look it up i can't fucking remember it but oh, that's so funny but then there was also uh the chicken lady uh, I'm scarred, scarred for life. Yeah, I was raised in the barn. And uh, that one is a big hit between me and Al Snow because, uh, you know, when I was living in Lima, we had cable at the, the school and, you know, kids in hall would be on and we had fucking Canadians training with us too. So they're like our tour guides, you know, because kids in the hall are Canadian too. So, but, uh, you know, that, that sketch, the chicken lady would come on, half woman, half chicken. And she uh, <laughs> she kind of reminded us of the lady. Well, uh, there was a woman who helped get me into wrestling named Phyllis Lee. And uh, she was a, a, a lady wrestler. Uh, she eventually helped, you know, she worked with the Malenkos a lot. She worked with uh, the great Malenko, Boris Malenko. And uh, helped them with the school. And then, like, she helped me get in with Al and all this stuff. But she had a way of talking that was kind of like, not exactly like the chicken lady. But, you know, when you rib somebody, it's always an exaggeration. Mm. So we're like, oh, Al. <laughs> you know, just kind of. So, like, anytime me and Al see each other, we're like, scarred, scarred for life. <laughs> you know, just. So, yeah, the kids in the hole was fucking amazing. I just watched the. Uh, 
not the reboot, but the continuation they just did for uh, Prime Video. Yeah. It was fuck, fucking amazing. You know, uh, they did some really cool detailed stuff where, you know, in the last episode of Kids in the Hall, they uh, got thrown into a ditch and were buried. And uh, when they brought them back, somebody dug them out of the ditch and they're wearing the same clothes and this, that, and the other thing. So it, it was really cool. It's really neat to watch. And there's a uh, two-part document documentary on the kids in a hall and prime video which is really good too and uh it was cool to watch the early days you know you know people who would come out and you know like mike myers would get up and do a set with them and shit like that so that yeah. was always cool big kids in a hall fan i um i always enjoyed um bob and doug mckenzie i love of course how ridiculous that entire skit is that entire, the characters of them are just um, unbelievable. I would Strange Brew, that. Strange Brew is a cult classic. Yeah. It's just like one of my favorite movies. Oh, take off, eh? Yeah. And that dog named Hosehead. Fucking, <laughs> fucking great. That's such a good movie. I, I, anytime, that was one of those movies where if it was on, you know, my day was ruined because I don't, all right, put down the remote. I'm going to watch this now. I love it, man. But I yeah, love Bob it. and Doug McKenzie, I love that movie, Strange Brew. Meanie, we love you here, and we love the Ask Meanie segments here. <laughs> Please continue to send your questions to us. We love answering them every single week, and we love hanging out with you every week. Thank you for listening to the program. Thank you for supporting it. Share it with a friend. Stop a stranger on the side of the road and tell them how great the show is. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast, Spotify, anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Uh, don't forget to join us at patreon.com slash Meanie. You can watch us record the show uh, early and ad-free. But meaning, more importantly, where can everybody find you on social media? If I was getting ready to do the, uh, I was getting, I was conducting that for you. (laughs) If you would like to, if you would like to follow the Blue Media on all forms of social media: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Mastodon. Or, yeah, that's Mastodon. I don't know. At Blue Meanie BWO. Uh, follow me on also. So, all forms of social media. I can't fucking talk. <laughs> all forms of social media. Uh, at Blue Meanie BWO. Uh, Christmas is near, and the Blue Meanie Santa Buddy is here. The limited edition Blue Meanie Santa Buddy by Brothers Gatter is a fun Christmas take on original Blue Meanie Buddy that they did a few years ago. Go to brothersgatter.com, click the shop button, and order your Santa Meanie Buddy today. Limited supplies last. Uh, this is probably the last time I'm going to be doing this ad read. So uh, go to brothersgatter.com and get the, the Meanie uh, Santa Meanie Buddy today. Now, go to, uh, if you want to support the Blue Meanie, go to prizelandtees.com slash Blue Meanie. If you would like to support mine the Meanie, Go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Meanie. Help keep the lights on here at Casa de Mini. Um, Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Shout out to Rod Hicks and Al, and Al Snow over there. ColarandElbowBrand.com. You can use the coupon code Meanie and save 10%. But you can also use the coupon code MIND to help uh, you know save 10% and uh, help support Mind of the Meanie. Um, now you got all those great looking shirts. You got your meanie buddy, meanie Santa buddy, uh, and you want to, uh, you know, you want to look good. You want to smell good. Go to madcatbeardcare.com. Uh, shout out to my boy, Josh Thornton 
over there at madcatbeardcare.com. Get the blue spruce, uh, beard oil, beard balm. Uh, no wrong choices. Uh, just great smells. So go to madcatbeardcare.com, get the blue spruce, and uh, help the cats. Because every dime you spend there at madcatbeardcare.com goes to taking care of the uh, feral cats in the neighborhood. So uh, shout out to Jim Nelson over at glaciersofice.com. Jim was kind enough to make a three of three only handmade custom BWO Air Jordan 1 sneakers for Stevie, Nova, and myself. Each pair of Jim's sneakers takes about 50 hours per pair. Uh, if you would like to see his, uh, you know, uh, progress v- photos and progress videos, follow him on all forms of social media at G-O-I Kicks. On all forms of social media, you can see him making uh, some some really cool looking shoes. And uh, like I said, every now and then I'll, I'll bust mine out and just, you know, smell them straight out of the box. Uh, I don't know when I'll wear them, but eventually uh, I'll wear them. I have to wear them, you know, because he was so kind enough to make them. But uh, great shoes there over at GlaciersOfIce.com. Now, if you want a uh, birthday video, holiday video, a well wish, go to Cameo.com slash BlueMeanieBWO. Uh, just did a couple, uh, you know, a little bit, you know, this week. Uh, got the holidays coming up. Uh, and if you uh, get a video, leave a leave a review. You know, uh, I like to see what people think about the uh, videos there at cameo.com slash blue mini BWO. But most importantly, Mr. Bernard, where can we find you? Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. You can find me on my socials, Twitter, Instagram, Mastodon, at this is Goober. Yes, it's my handle. No, it is not changing. It's a brand, pal. You can also go to uh, foundationradio.net. Check out my other program, Foundation Radio. It's a conversation show. Lots of great episodes in the archive there. So go ahead and take a look at that, foundationradio.net. Uh, don't forget to stop by also at prowrestlingtees.com slash foundationradio. Help keep the lights on at the Barnard Home for Wayward and Troubled Youth. If you'd like to work with my trainer, Brad Feinberg, go to thefeinbergmethod.com. Use promo code Goober and save up to 20% off of your entire purchase. Take control of your physical and mental well-being. Uh, Brad is uh, an absolutely incredible guy. Uh, I am getting well into shape again quickly, but also working on my mental health as well. TheFeinbergMethod.com. Use promo code Goober. Don't forget to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Pick up a shirt and support the program here. Uh, And then also go to Patreon.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Sign up today. Become a part of the pod squad. Don't forget to use promo code MindMeanie at Manscaped.com. Get 20% off of your order plus free shipping. Your balls will thank you. Meanie, we thank you for being a part of the program. And Pod Squad, we thank you for being here as well. For the Blue Mini, I am Adam Bernard. Join us again each and every week as we take a trip to the mind. Blue World Order. Of the Mini. Peace. This episode of Mind of the Meanie was recorded and produced by Adam Barnard and was engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional production and narration provided by Sam Kreps. Our executive producers are Josh Chernoff, Adam Barnard, and the Blue Meanie. Our opening theme is performed by the Swamp Candles. Our closing theme is performed by Chikara. The show contains original music produced by Enrichment. Get additional bonus content by becoming our patron on Patreon at patreon.com slash mindofthemeanie. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at mindofthemeanie. This has been a Butts Carlton Media production in conjunction with the MLW Radio Network. 
Butts Carlton Proprietor. That was Blue Minnie's brain out. The world of MLW Radio never stops. 